0: For those of y'all that don't know, this is Sarah. Sarah, we're so glad to have you back. Um, Sarah worked here for the past two years in campus ministry and kind of odds and ends and now lives full-time in New Orleans, where she's from, and she's working on completing her dissertation, which is on women's health. Women's health. Um, so she just has so much wisdom to share about being a woman and the reality and the practicality of like how to live that out in the world where kind of like the the heavy um you know like beautiful theological things we know about being a woman and then like our practical experience of being a woman she has a gift to bring that all together um so we're really looking forward to having her here and thank you Hello, ladies. So I think some of you I know, I'm really happy to see some other new faces. So thank you all so much for coming. Um, I would love to start with a prayer. So if you don't mind, we're going to do that again. We may even do it at the end. But you know, it's a prayer brunch that works. The Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Father, I just praise and thank you for the gift of this day. I thank you, Lord, for the ways that you have called each one of us here, for unique reasons to speak to each of us a word of truth, a word of hope, a word of encouragement. Lord, I ask that you would give to us listening hearts, that we would be open and receptive to whatever you want to do for us this morning, and that we would have the grace to to move forward from here holding on to that truth and receiving whatever surprises you have in store for us in the rest of this day. And Mother Mary, we just entrust this time to you. We entrust all of our questions, all of our searchings, and doubts, and fears, and dreams, and desires to your motherly heart. As we say, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, She's passing out for me these prayer card things. I'll explain it at the end. Um, You don't have to look at them yet if you don't want to. But I'm also just checking the time. Um, I told Jordan 20, 25 minutes, so that's what I'm going to do. Which, if you've ever heard me talk, is really hard for me. But we're into it. Um, Okay. So, a little bit about who I am. Um, I... So I'm from New Orleans. I um, have taught two years of high school, a um, uh, high school in Metairie, Louisiana, Archbishop Chappelle High School. That's where I went to high school. I started college. Um, I was a biochemistry major. I was pre-med. I love medicine. I love working with women. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go be an OBGYN. That was my plan. And then my second semester of college at Tulane University, I took this crazy, aka interesting women's studies class. So on the first day of class, we had to go around the room. And we had to introduce ourselves by saying our name, our biological sex, and our gender. Now, this was 11 years ago. So right now, I mean, it's odd, but it's more common that that might be part of the conversation. But for me, as an 18-year-old, I was like, wait, what? Like, I thought that was self-evident. I was like, okay, my name's Sarah. Um, I'm a woman, and I'm female. (laughs) So then I went to the next person. So that class, though, was very important for me because I needed to understand how to listen I needed to learn, which you're all learning, especially in college, like, guess what? The rest of the world does not think like you do. But that's okay. The world hasn't stopped yet because of that. But how do we live as ourselves in that space where maybe sometimes we're not going to agree with the people that are around us? And that's why that class, I mean, it was golden for me. It might have been one of the most important classes I've ever taken because it was sort of a hinge point. And it also sent me on a personal journey because my first reaction was, oh, well, I'm going to change this program from the inside out. So, I got all the paperwork done. I was going to be a women's studies major and just do my pre-med requirements on the side. And I would go to these lunches and um, hear them talk about things related to feminism. And I would get free food. And then I'd not really pretend to agree, but like want to learn what they were thinking. And then two months into the class, I was like, okay, except like, what does it mean to be a woman? And while some of the things they were saying I didn't agree with, I didn't know how to give an answer. Like, I was like, I feel like I, that that's wrong, but then what's the actual answer? And so chalk it up to the Holy Spirit as he does. Um, at a certain point, I feel like the Lord was like, well, I made women, so uh, how about you ask me? <laughs> so I was like, oh, good point. So simplistic, and it was a lot more complicated, because we usually, at least me, complicate discernment at times, but I ended up transferring to study theology, and so my degrees in theology, my master's in theology, my PhD I'm working on is in bioethics, which is medical ethics, so I feel totally called to be a bridge, and so I love taking the field of medicine and the gift of science and integrating that with the gift of what it means to be human and to be a human person and have dignity, and that we're not just animals, that we have souls, and that's something profound, right? Um, Okay, so a little bit about me. That's it. If you want to read a 400-page paper I'm working on, call me in a year, and hopefully I'll be finished. Um, (laughs) So today, what we want to talk about is... um, You know, if you've been around Christ the King at all, recently or in the last few years, I think one of the gifts of this space is that they seek to help each of us, including ourselves when we work here, but you especially as college students, to know who you are, right? And specifically as women, that's the gift of coming together this morning is like, what does it mean to be a woman? And what we've tried to share is the truth of the vision that is reality, right? I'm going to use that word a lot today. The reality is, even though the culture might say otherwise, objectively speaking, there is a reality, and it is this. You are a daughter created in love by not just anyone or anything, but the creator himself, God the Father. And he so loved you that he sent his only son to die for you. Not some figment of imagination, but he sent his son in the form of a human being, in particular a man, to not just give up his soul, but his very body, his very blood, his very life, so that you, his daughter, his beloved, would live forever, like eternity. And the chance to not just live, like survive, but like to live in happiness and in joy, forever, for eternity. Each of us is on a journey, and what we're doing is we're we're all really, we're going home. Like, we want to go home, a.k.a. heaven, right? But we're not there yet. And the reality that I'm going to share a little bit about today, because we wanted to go a little bit deeper, is that this journey is not always easy. In fact, I would argue if you're trying to walk the Christian walk, it's actually really hard. But if we're being totally honest, God told us that that would happen. He literally said in Scripture, he was like, Look at what they did to me. They're going to do it to you. And sometimes I think even I am like, I mean, did you really say that? I mean, come on. Could you have done this differently? Like, if I were in charge of the world, Lord, or my own life, if I were in control, I would have totally not done that that way. So thanks a lot. And then I'm like, I'll do it from here. You know, try to retake control. Never works. I've tried. I'm older than you. I'm telling you it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Okay. So, but today, I feel like I was supposed to talk about is the gift of trust and surrender. And I, I say this to you, I was in my car driving here, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, like, here's the reality, girls. I don't have a lot of time with you, so, and I'm not going to be able to talk to all of you after, so I just want to be real with you from the start. I, I'm not just saying this, I like really believe this, I'm like, I feel like I'm the worst person to give you a talk on trust and surrender. What I'm about to tell you is true. It's real. Like, and it's, it's pretty in the sense that It's made within the heart of God, literally, oh, how perfect, this heart that wants what's best for you, and I know that, but I'm no better or different than any one of you listening to me today, that it is a daily battle. And if I were to send you out here thinking that it's going to be rainbows and butterflies, I would be sick to my stomach because it's a lie that it's going to be rainbows and butterflies. Now, is it going to have beautiful aspects? 100%. It's never one or the other. It's this beautiful integration of the both and. That's how the Catholic Church works, right? It's prayer, but it's also like, it's like a glory that comes in that space. It's suffering on Good Friday, and it's the resurrection of Easter Sunday. But so often in our lives as women, and I'm talking, so everything I'm saying right now, I'm talking to myself, we want to take control. And a lot of times it's because we want to avoid the the pain or the suffering or to be totally honest with you, I'm going to argue that 75 to 85% of the time, that pain and that suffering is usually what we think might happen, that we make up in our heads. And so we miss out on the reality of what's right in front of us. Am I right? Does that make any sense to you? Okay, cool. Right? We can spend so much time, because look, you're here, you're listening to me. You're intelligent women. Like you are. That's a fact. God gave to you that intellect. But the reality for each of us, and this has been since the beginning of time, when God made Eve, did he delight in her? Yes. Did he rejoice in her? Yes. Did he want what's best for her? Yes. Guess what he also gave to her? Freedom. So when the enemy came in, the enemy cast a seed of self-doubt, just doubt at large, but doubt of who she was, doubt of who God was, doubt of what he wanted for her. And each of us every single day what we face are these moments, these choice points where we too are thinking, or maybe things are being thrown at us, or we're feeling like, notice I said feeling like, maybe God the Father, maybe he really doesn't want me to be happy. Maybe, like from my experience, let's say, quote your experience recently, or at different times in your life, You have a memory, which is a gift. That's a beautiful thing. But maybe at times, you know, we remember the difficult parts. And we become afraid. Like, Lord, what if that happens again? So I don't stand up here telling you, like, hey, here's the key to living a happy life. And if you do these three things, you'll never be unhappy again. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying, though, is that you have a really beautiful opportunity. Where you are right now in this space, this moment right here, where you happen to be listening to me. This is a moment of grace. Later today, when you're studying, that too is a moment of grace. Mother Teresa, if she would have had her way, would have never had any of those cameras following her. Because at the end of the day, it does not matter what anyone else thinks at all. And she knew that. And so my challenge to you girls is to stop looking to the right or to the left What's she doing? What's he doing? Or even backwards into your past, trying to fix things or change things or future, trying to control things or plan things and stay grounded in the one thing that is, which is reality itself. Which again, I'll repeat to you, is that you are a beloved daughter of the father who loved you so much that he sent his only son in the form of a man to give his life and very blood for you. In every moment, that is true. And that's the one thing, if you remember this talk, I want you to remember that. Like, because there's a part of my heart that, like, I don't know, it's like that spiritual maternity feeling where, like, sure, I don't know you well, and some of you I do know well, and if I could protect you from suffering, I would. I wish I could, but I, I can't, right? And I would be wasting my energy to do that because I'm not called to do that, and neither are you for other people, in as much as what you're called to do is to not shut down your heart because you have experienced hurt on this side of heaven because we live in a fallen world, but to be unafraid to remain open that maybe God the Father, maybe, and when I say maybe, I actually mean clearly, and I know this for a fact, he's not finished with your story yet. Every single one of you in this room, you may not know anyone here very well, and that's okay. You may not feel called to share the depths of your heart with anyone here, and that's okay, and it may not be healthy to do that, and I'm totally fine with that. But what I do know is that each of you has a story. Each of you is coming and you're listening. You're listening to me, like, because I happen to be here, but you're really listening to him. And you wouldn't have come unless you were looking for something. And I just want you to consider this moment as, like, your wink from Jesus or your nod from the Father. And he's like, hey, I love you. I'm here. And I'm telling you from the depths of my heart to your heart, I mean it when I say it's all going to be okay. When I was a freshman in college, I would just gone through this really bad breakup. Um, and I was in mass. It was like Christmas break. And I remember being in mass. And I was in mass literally thinking, I was like, Jesus, I just need you to tell me that everything's going to be okay. And after mass finished, this woman whom I've never met turned around and she looked at me and she like put her hand on my knee and she was like, I just feel like I'm supposed to tell you that everything's going to be okay. And I was like. Okay. (laughs) Thanks. Um, And today I stand in front of you. I'm a 30-year-old woman. I'm working on my PhD. I almost went to med school. So it's interesting I'm going to share this for you. This might not make sense to you, but I'm just trying to share. Last night, I'm preparing for this talk. I was doing, had a great week. I'm reading a lot of philosophy, so I'm swimming in deep thoughts. So that's how it always works for me. But now I'm supposed to do it. So I'm doing that. And then I'm I'm reading about St. Gianna, who's one of my favorite saints. And this woman, I encourage you to look her up. And she says, the secret of happiness is to live moment by moment and to thank God for all that he and his goodness sends to us day after day. And, y'all, that's our reality, is to live moment by moment. But I, too, am a human being about to give a talk on trust and surrender. And that little thought creeped in, and I was like, because, you know, right now I'm trying to write a 400-page paper, which I don't know how to do that, but I'm doing it. So we all do things we don't know how to do, and the Lord provides. Here we are. It's going to get done. But I was like, wait, why didn't I go to med school? Lord, I love St. Gianna. She's awesome. And I'm like, great. Did I, like, make a wrong decision? And, y'all, there there's like, a choice point for me. I was like, oh, my gosh, what am, I, what am I doing? Like, did I make a decision? Yes. Did I make multiple decisions to make decisions based on where I was in those moments of my life, with all the information I had at the time, responding to invitations from God himself, different jobs I took, different things I studied? And the answer is yes. So, girls, what she also says is, entrust the past to God's mercy. This is the image of divine mercy. It's your sanctuary, for the record. To trust your future to his providence and to live wholly the present moment. And I was bringing that up because I'm 30 years old. I just moved back home to New Orleans. I'm living with my parents and I'm working at the loft. If you would have told me any of those things when I was 18 years old, I would have been like, no way. And for a month or two when I was discerning what I was doing, I knew I wasn't called to stay at Christ the King because I knew I needed to do the main thing and write my dissertation. I was like, what do I do? I should get some kind of job and I can pay for rent. And then I was like, what am I doing? I'm living up to the expectations of what the world thinks. Like, Sure. As a 30-year-old, I would much prefer, my plan was I'd be married by now I'd have a few kids. I would not be moving back home with my parents and get a job at a clothing store. But I'm here to tell you, literally, this week, I called the woman who's like my spiritual mentor. And I was like, I praise God for this time in my life. Because whenever the Lord does provide the right man and I do get married, I'm going in as myself Like, I feel like I'm finally living my life instead of running circles around it. And you don't have to wait until you're 30. This is my story based on my unique things, based on my unique mission to speak to women about the dignity of who they are. And I needed life experience to do that. I could not stand here and say the things or write the things I'm writing now when I was your age. I couldn't have done it because I didn't have that life experience yet. And that's okay. But I'm sharing with you that even the things that you might think right now are unsuccessful or like not prettier, not good, like, excuse me, but I really mean this literally, like, to hell with all the lies, to hell with it, because that's where they belong, and Satan, the enemy, is the father of lies, and the truth is that my holiness in this moment is talking to a room full of beautiful young women who are just trying to find the right answers. Some of these young women were sharing, this is what I'm studying, I don't know if I want to do that, and I'm like, and that's okay. I mean, why the heck did I take organic chemistry? I don't know, but I did, And yet, I know I was supposed to. And I even have conversations randomly that'll be about organic chemistry. I'm like, oh, it's helpful that I know that. So what I'm trying to share with you girls is that there is no mistake. Even the things you think are mistakes in the hands of God, if you give it to him, if you entrust it to his heart, they do not need to be considered mistakes. And you do not have that much power or control to screw up your life. Did you hear me? You cannot screw up or destroy or mess up your life i have the same doubts and questions sometimes and again lies from hell you will not mess up your life all the things we think are big deal. some of them they are but but they're not sometimes we we just can be dramatic little girls right Do you know what i'm saying can we please all admit that myself included i'm like dang i made a big deal about nothing and I will, I will tell you, so for me, when I started working at Christ the King two years ago, uh, first week of classes, I was playing ultimate Frisbee, and I tore my ACL, which is a ligament in my knee. And then I had to have surgery, and I, it was my right knee, so I couldn't walk. I'm still in physical therapy for that right now, actually, because some things have been going on with that. Anyway, the point is, before I tore my ACL, I prayed a prayer, and I was like, God, I need you to take my walls down, like new place, new job, whatever. And then I tore my ACL, and I was like, that was not what I was talking about. Like, Jesus, what is your problem, Lord? And he can handle the honesty. So I'm telling you to be honest with him. But what I look back now and I see is there were decisions I was making, even in taking this job. I had two big fears in taking this job, things that could happen. Both of those things happened, Both. And I'm still here to live and tell you about it. And I'm still here to tell you, it's okay. The Lord told me, don't not take this job out of fear. If that's your reason for saying no, that's not me. And I was like, Okay. And I say that because sometimes the things we're afraid of, they do and they might happen. And I'm telling you that God will move in your life in such a way that even you will be surprised who you are and how you can stand in the truth and in the reality of the strength that he has made you because you are a daughter of God, of God himself, who is strength itself, who is joy itself, who is delight itself. And I want to read to you some... um, scripture. So this one says, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Girls, whatever is going on in your lives, you might be in a season of bliss, and I'm like, you ride that wave, enjoy it, and that is good, and that is holy. You might be in a season of suffering, And I'm really sorry that you're hurting, but I promise you it's not the end of your story. And I want to encourage you in this very important season of your life to understand that whatever your vocation is one day, cool, I'm happy for you. I really am. I really mean that, even though it sounds patronizing. I mean it. But your vocation right now is holiness. It's very simple. It's showing up to your life in front of you. What the Lord has been showing me and what I feel like is also for you Is that freedom your freedom is your reality and your reality is your freedom so we as women have to learn how to love ourselves which includes our minds and our thought processes and take some of the pressure off yourself some of that control like let it go and you step into the path of surrender which means Lord I don't know what you want all the time but I know that might is a prayer. My desire to please you does in fact please you, right? Like, Lord, I give this to you. I surrender all to you. Take care of everything. That's another prayer I recommend. Jesus, I give everything to you. Take care of it, all of it. When I, um, I could talk for forever, so this is me trying to not do that. When I was studying several times in Europe, So, like, one time I was on a plane, I thought there was a bomb on my plane. Like, I've just had all these crazy stories I could tell you that I don't have time to tell you. What I'm saying that, though, is those instances would happen to me, and I'd be like, God, where are you? Because I need someone to protect me. There wasn't a bomb on the plane. Nothing happened. It was just ridiculous and scary. But the Lord was like, even darkness is not dark to me, for night is bright as the day. Like, I had to go to him and say, I'm mad at you. For this experience I had in Mexico one time with drug dealers. I know that sounds crazy. I'm not making it up. And then this, like, bomb scare thing. And I'm like, what is your problem? I'm trying to trust you, but you're not very nice. So I don't want to trust you. <laughs> and, like, I was studying in Rome. That's where my Ph.D. program is, which is magical. But I remember in particular, and your girls, I can tell you this. It was Valentine's Day two years ago. And I was like, well, I'm in the most romantic city in the world by myself. So this is cute. Jesus, what are you thinking? And I was like, I'd much prefer to sit here and complain about this. (laughs) I was like, fine. I won't. (laughs) So, like, went to the bathroom, put on some lipstick, walked to the train station, and I just walked around Rome by myself at night. I know it sounds creepy, but it wasn't. Got gelato, sat by St. Peter's Basilica. Was I, like, ecstatic over the moon? Like, oh, I'm living the dream, and this is the best thing ever. Like, no. But guess what, y'all? That's not real life. That is not real life, and that's not what we want anyway. What we want is this. This is the real stuff, the meaty stuff, you know, the stuff that actually matters. But what I can say is every time I've traveled, when I get overwhelmed, I mean, like, one time I was in this other city in in Italy, and I was walking around, and I was like, Lord, I just need you right now because I'm feeling lonely, and I'm exhausted, and my train doesn't leave for, like, six hours, so I have nothing to do because if I read, I'm going to fall asleep because I'm jet lagged, whatever. I literally followed, like, a bird chirping this way. I was just walking. I was like, whatever, Lord, I really need you. And then I felt like something happened. I went to the left. So I ended up in front of this amazing church in Milan. And then I walk, just again. I'm like, okay, Lord, wherever you are. And he always, 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 always brings me to the Sacred Heart. The tabernacle is in the the chapel where the statue of the Sacred Heart is. And it was the most beautiful statue I've ever seen because he's like up there and his hands like reaching out to you. And I was like, okay, well, I'm I'm a little mad at you, but like, thanks, (laughs) thanks a lot, and then what proceeded to happen is uh, by a crazy semblance of small miracles, multiple miracles, a friend I knew, knew someone in Nebraska who sent an email of St. Gianna's daughter who I then got on a train I bought a ticket to Milan. I got on the train from there to go to Magenta, which is where St. Gianna was from. I emailed her daughter like, yeah, right, she'll ever see this email. Hey, I love you. I'm obsessed with your mom. I have a friend coming to meet me. Um, I'd love to see whatever you can tell me. I can't find stuff on the internet to see like where your mom like worked and lived. And Giannina, her daughter, the one that she was pregnant with before she passed away, um, called me on the phone. And was like, I have a place for you to stay. I have a friend that can give you a tour. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, uh, really? (laughs) She's like, thank you so much for coming to visit my mom. And I'm like, what? Thank you for letting me come visit your mom. That trip I shared with you to share with you that God knows your heart's desires. And I got on a train without a plan, which for Sarah Denny is not normal. I like a plan. It's very easy and pretty and check off the box, right? And the Lord was like, I have something better for you than your plan. And it was amazing. And I got this tour, me and my friend, and we went around. And I don't even know how to tell you other than I can't believe it happened, but it did. And then we found out it was the day that she and Pietro, her husband, got engaged. Because that's just how God worked it out. Right? That's a very, 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 very small story. And it doesn't have to be, y'all, that's grand, but it doesn't have to be grand. It can also be like, At Starbucks two days ago, I was talking with this random guy who had just had a baby, and they're asking me what I'm doing for my research, and I'm like, well, this is going to be an interesting conversation because I'm telling them about the unhealthy effects of hormonal contraception and fertility awareness models, which I teach them how to chart their cycles, and they're like, oh my gosh, we're totally using that, like fertility awareness methods. We think they're awesome, and I was like, what? We're in Starbucks. This never happens, but God was like, Sarah, keep going. That's what I'm trying to tell you. When I was in Italy, you want to know what I learned? What I learned is that it's beautiful to see Jesus in Rome. It's beautiful to have these stories to tell you. But, y'all, you can take all those away, and I can still stand here and say that he provides, because it has nothing to do with that glamour. That's like icing on the cake. It's not the cake, okay? It's not necessary. Because when I was there by myself and lonely in those places, what the Lord would tell me is, I'm the same Jesus in small Midori, Louisiana, in that little Adoration Chapel. I'm also the same Jesus, I'm telling you now, in the present, like the same Jesus when I'm working at the loft and I'm checking someone out at the register who's talking about who knows what. Same Jesus, because God, the Trinity himself, like Father, Son, Holy Spirit, has chosen to dwell within me so I can always access him no matter where I am. It's not about the grand and the big. It's about the reality of the small. And you cannot escape from him because he's always with you, because he's within you. So my challenge for you is, girls, the path of surrender and trust is very difficult. But it's the stuff that saints are made of. Do not, it's interesting, I, this little card I had to mark this. I lived in Majigoria for two summers and the woman that I live with, I just saw this this morning right before I gave this talk. It says on the back, continue on the path of surrender. Like, she wrote that to me. I was like, oh, perfect. You showing up to your life, this is our gift. Your intelligence is a gift. But integrate it into your reality, which means sometimes at the loft I can be worried about the things in my life. And then I'm like, who's in front of me? That's where God is. Does that make sense? St. Gianna also said that there is no love without sacrifice, and there's no sacrifice without loving. Um, And I promise this is the last point, because I'm getting on my 25 minutes. I just want to speak this reality, and I speak this humbly because this is a hard space for me too, but I can stand here in truth and claim it with my life. I'm a 30-year-old woman who feels called to marriage. I can tell you the comments I've heard, like, Maybe you misdiscerned. You sure guys I not want you to be a nun or like, or you know, uh, whatever. It's not to talk about that. My vocation, I desire and feel called to marriage. In the reality of existence, I may not get married. That's a reality. Do I want that Double hockey 6? No, I want to get married. But in this moment, is, is this moment any different with all of you, whether or not that happens? No, because I have to live right here. Do I think the Lord is going to provide for that? Yes. Do I have to trust his timing? Yes. But what I'm telling you, girls, is that you don't have to have that picture-perfect life of whatever you think it is, because what he wants for you is something better and something more. And it is possible to be very happy and to not have everything you've ever dreamed of, because everything you've ever dreamed of, he wants to give it to you, but in the right way and in the right times, so you do not settle for less than that. We are not entitled to the gifts that God wants to give us, including our particular vocations. It is not my right to have a husband. Does that make sense? God does not have a duty to give me one. But as my father, do I think he wants that for me? Yes, in his way and in his time. And I am his daughter, and I must wait and receive that. But in the meantime, y'all, is my life any less? No, because my vocation is to love. I know my vocation. It's to love, and that's what I'm doing right now. And I'm going to go to work later today at the loft. That's where I got this cute dress. Great discount. Like, I'm making light of it, but, like, y'all, like, learn to dance and celebrate. I'm, I'm saying this because I'm, lear- I'm learning to dance and celebrate that most of my plans have not come to fruition And I really thought I'd never say this. And when I'm in the tears and the blood, sweat, and tears, which happens to me, including, right? I'm like, I'll never say this, but I mean this. Like, this is so much better than what I had in mind. It really is. So I'm going to close with a scripture. And um, girls, as as you're on this journey, just know that the hardest, I think the hardest place for us to look is in the mirror at ourselves sometimes. You are free with your will to choose things but don't beat yourself up. If things don't go the way you thought, it's not like you made a mistake or did something horribly wrong. Keep moving. But don't be afraid to look in the mirror and say, this is my stuff. This is where I'm struggling. Or to say, I need to forgive myself. Sometimes we have to forgive ourselves for decisions we've made. And that's okay. It's okay. That's how we grow and that's how we move forward. But whatever you're meant for, however you are called to love in particular in the future. I can promise you that you are being prepared for that right now because you're learning to love in the present. And you're learning to love yourself by letting God love you in the reality of your mess and your weakness and your strength and your joy. Do you understand? So we're about to do the praise and worship thing, but I want to give you something to pray with as we do that. I don't really know how much time you have to talk amongst yourselves, but this is a little prompt for you. So you've all heard the story of the Samaritan woman, right? Okay, we hear it a lot. So sometimes I think we're like, "Oh, whatever." You want to know how she found Jesus? She went about her business. She went about her business, and she was about what was in front of her. She went just to get water from a well, and lo and behold, who was sitting there waiting to chat with her? Jesus. He's just waiting for you, girls. And he looks at her and he says, if you knew the gift of God, he said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. So I invite you to pray, to be very honest, because he also names this woman's husbands and things like that. What are the things in your heart that can pull you away from trusting him? You don't have to focus on them, fix them, control them, figure them out. I'm not saying that. He works outside of our understanding. What I'm saying is my life source has been this woman, I'll hide in her womb. This heart, it's the same heart, like divine mercy with trust, like right here. All that stuff, your hurts, your fears, go right here. Our mission to live holy the present moment is, Lord, here's my fear. Put it in there. Here's my worry. I put it in there. Here's my dreams. I put it in there. And then you know what I do? It's like right before this talk, i we go, okay, Lord, here's all that stuff. And then I turn around and I show up to this. Does that make sense? Turn around and show up. So close your eyes. This scripture, it's, it's like a different translation, but it's, uh, it gets the point across. It's from, I think, the message translation. It's from Luke 12, 29 through 32, and it says, what I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax not to be so preoccupied with getting, so you can respond to God's giving. Steep yourself in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Don't be afraid of missing out. You're my dearest friends. The Father wants to give you the very kingdom itself. So, Father, I entrust to you our hearts, our minds, our souls, our bodies, our memories, our journeys, our stories, our dreams. And I ask that you, Father, would teach us how to dream and teach us how to trust you above all else, that you work outside of our understanding and that you go before us and prepare a way for us and that when we need to make decisions, we will hear a voice, a voice that says to look neither to the right or to the left. But that this is the way and to walk in it. Thank you, Father. We bless your name, Father. And we ask all of this in your name and give you glory for the ways you're going to answer these prayers and our deepest desires in goodness. As we say, glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you all so much. I'm praying for you. You're amazing.